0: Welcome back to the 541 Podcast, the only Power Ranger podcast where two guys who regularly fight in spandex talk about people who regularly fight in spandex. I'm your host, Corvus. Joy Dynamite is not here today, but he will be back as we are only three days away from More Phenomenal Expo year three, and I am beyond excited about it. We're going to have our booth set up there. We have a bunch of cool merch. Um, We're going to have a a, um, panel. So hopefully if y'all are in the San Antonio area in the Texas area, anywhere, honestly, it's free admission. I hope y'all show up, hang out with us, you know, chat with us. It's going to be a fun day. But before we get to our interview, I do want to go ahead and acknowledge that unfortunately this past week, uh, Robert Axelrod, uh, passed away at age 70 and it's super sad. You know, um, he, Quite literally was the voice, whether you know it or not, he was the voice of most of our childhoods. He wasn't only Lord Zed, he was you know armadillomon, Wizard Mon, so many voices. and like I said, whether you realize it or not, he was there in some way, shape or form. And he had been you know battling an illness for a while. He wasn't doing great. He had that GoFundMe that I had plugged a couple of shows ago. And uh, just unfortunately, his body could no longer fight. So his um, GoFundMe has been transformed into a... It's still a GoFundMe, but now it's for final expenses. Stuff like that. So if you guys can find it in your hearts, just please donate. And so we can say goodbye to a childhood legend. So rest in peace, Robert Axelrod. You know... You were the voice of my childhood for sure, and definitely going to miss you. So, it's kind of eh, hard to go on from there, but... So today, what we have is something really cool. I'm really excited that we managed to get this interview, and it is with Dennis Chan. Now, Dennis is a intern for Hasbro, and he's behind a lot of the Lightning Collection, uh, Overwatch and Marvel Legends figures. And I'm going to go ahead and let him actually explain to you guys what exactly he does and just how much of an influence he is on the Lightning Collection that we all love now and everything else. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and get to our interview with Dennis Chan. (coughs) Alright, so... Go ahead and uh, let us know who you are. What you
1: uh, uh, my name is Dennis Chan. I'm a toy sculptor. Um, I'm from the Bay Area, California, and uh, I got my start in toys uh, at Hasbro in Rhode Island.
0: Okay, so you're actually you're with Hasbro. Uh,
1: I interned with them. I oh. am currently a freelancer, so... Um most of my stuff comes from them, but I'm not actually employed or anything like that.
0: Okay, I gotcha. And and how long have you been sculpting?
1: Um so I started as an intern in twenty eleven and then I started doing um <clears throat> work for them in twenty twelve. So about seven years now.
0: And so you said um so you have like no you're not a fan like not not that you're not a fan you just never were into power rangers and stuff like that uh
1: i was i was into power rangers when i was a young kid and then um for whatever reason the way you know these things happen is i i just decided or i guess my classmates decided at one point that power rangers were no longer cool and you know whatever it was we were now into was was the cool thing so i kind of moved on from it at that point and uh didn't really realize the the history and legacy behind the entire Sentai franchise and everything until I was you know an adult. So um, <clears throat> yeah, I was just never really into it from a like personal um, obsessive standpoint, like as a fan.
0: Yeah, I, I got gotcha. you. And um, but yeah, like I told you, like I was going to explain to you those um, those Psycho Rangers you made. Those are um, those are a pretty big deal to people. Like, uh-huh. out of everything that I had ever seen, those those had the best uh, reaction out of anything. Like, out of any character from any, like any toy line that they've had in the recent years and stuff. Uh huh. That that those Psycho Rangers had the most positive reaction that I've ever seen. Like, people are completely in love with them. So when I saw that you that you sculpted those, you made those, I was just like, man, that's awesome.
1: Oh, okay. Wow. Um. That's, that's pretty cool. I, I had no idea. Is that, uh, I assume the design is part of it, but probably not the, the entire reason behind that. Is there, is there some pe- other reason people are especially attached to these uh, characters?
0: Well, the, they actually came from, a, from one of the seasons that was, like, one of the most popular seasons. And if I remember correctly, there really isn't any other um, Psycho Ranger figures. And that's a season that came out, shoot. 1997 or so so up to that point there hadn't really been um there hadn't really been psycho rangers there was the 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 previous holders of the power ranger license made some psycho rangers literally about three four months like as they were losing the license and then these came around these came around not even a year later and um like everybody loved the lightning collection version so much more and it just it meant a lot to a lot of people from what i saw Oh, okay, huh? That's really cool. So, um,
1: <clears throat> yeah. What's been the reaction generally for the the Lightning collection?
0: From what, it's it's been um some of it's been a little bit mixed, but uh-huh. it's not it's not so much an issue with the um it hasn't been an issue with the models themselves. It's been more of a what's it called um like a quality assurance sort of thing. Like from what I've seen is like the paint's not right or it's missing paint, little things like that. But uh-huh. overall, you know, it, it, it's just little, it's little things like that from the paint and stuff. But overall the, the reaction has been really good. People love them. Like I'm missing maybe two of them now to, to have the collection up to, you know, up to what everything that's been out so far. huh. But, uh, yeah, people definitely love it. And the psycho Rangers are definitely a big part of it. Um, and then because the blue ones come and then the red one, um, I'm pretty sure the red one's coming out in a month or two, and people are going crazy uh, for those, so.
1: Okay, yeah, so uh, what are they up to now? And There's been, what, two waves, and then the San Diego two-pack?
0: Yeah, there's been, yeah, there's this is the second wave that's come out, and then they've had the exclusives, like the uh, a couple of two-packs have come out, and then the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive two-pack as well. Okay. And that's about it. I think they've announced from or not, not announced. They haven't officially announced, but somehow it got leaked or some of the next couple of waves. I don't. Uh, I personally don't know if they're if that's accurate information or anything, but yeah, yeah. that's really all we have right now.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, <clears throat> it was pretty cool as a as a toy collector, not specifically a Power Rangers, but just in general, to to get the assignment uh, to start working on these because uh, we were we were. Kind of building the line from the ground up, um, looking at what Bandai, you know, Bandai America has done, looking at the figure art stuff and seeing like where where uh, these wanted to be in terms of the aesthetic and that kind of thing. So I'm glad that uh, people appreciate them.
0: Yeah, and uh, it, it, I feel like it's a happy medium between what Bandai had and then the figure arts because like I'm a huge collector of Power Ranger stuff, but uh-huh. the figure arts are a little bit more on the expensive side. So uh-huh. yeah, so I could never get into those. But then the Lightning Collection came out, and you know I'm I got I was super excited. Like these are my favorite figures now, so okay. I'm all about them. <laughs> nice. So, um, so you said you're a freelance, so does that mean that you can take work with other people, or? Yeah, uh,
1: I, I haven't worked with, um, like, Mattel or any other big companies so far, but uh, I've done stuff for, um, like, Boss Fight Studio, who worked, used to work at Hasbro, you know, doing, like, <clears throat> G.R. Joe scale stuff, um, I've done some work with them through Tomy also on some licenses, like Pokemon and other things, um, and, uh, some some more independent uh, people like running Kickstarters and doing their own sort of personal projects and that kind of thing. So, um, as a yeah, as a freelancer, I, I kind of take what I can get. And I do uh, sculpt and produce my own line of miniatures on the side. So <clears throat> that's sort of what I'm doing right now, you know, professionally.
0: Yeah, so... What's the, uh, so take me through the process, like from conception to when the figure or whatever it's going to be ends up in somebody's hand. What is that generally like?
1: So, um, with Hasbro, for example, my, my working relationship with most of the managers and bosses I have there, uh, is from when I lived in Rhode Island. So I've known them for a while now. So, um, So, you know, usually it'll just be an email saying, hey, are you free? And I'll either say yes, if I can, or no. And uh, they'll send over some concept artwork. So um, in this case, the, the concept artwork had to be um, more specific than maybe it usually does, because, like I was saying, they had to call out all the articulations specifically for, you know, how they wanted this to be, because there's not really an exact precedent for it. Um, as well as the accessories, and uh, as as well as the size of, um, you know, how thick certain joints need to be, or the the minimum thinness of material, like the like the dragon armor for the rangers and stuff like that. So it's basically just drawings, uh, you know, turnaround drawings, and I just go from there and um, start modeling it. Usually, what I like to do is block in the whole figure and send it over uh, quickly, so they can just eyeball the proportions and say, "Hey, uh, it's, it's looking too beefy," or "You know, he should have more muscle," or the, uh, "The clothing fold should be should be more evident," or "Should be more skin tight," or that kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> with these specifically, the accuracy of certain things like the helmet was was really important, so um in addition to like the drawings and photos of uh, the the actors in their suits and everything, they had like nice studio photos of the prop helmets used so we could match them up um, as exactly as possible to make them uh, look accurate to what people want them to look like and what people remember. And uh, then from there it's just a you know a couple rounds of back and forth of continuing to refine it and, uh comments because a lot of this stuff with different licensors there's there's multiple levels of people looking at it so maybe my boss thinks it's okay but uh maybe somebody else at hasbro sees is an issue or maybe somebody at um you know Toei or whoever else we're working with will come back and say we, you know we don't like this or we wish this can be changed in this way or something like that so uh from from that point i prep the figures for print and send it off. And uh, the the nature of working with such a big company is that's pretty much when my role in the process is ended because from then they uh, print it out with their high-end resin printers and um, make resin castings of it and get those sent over to their factories and cut the steel molds and everything. So from the time that I work on it to the time it actually comes out in stores, is about a year usually.
0: Oh, wow. So these have been in, uh, these have been in production for a while now then.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so I was working on this for a little while or since a little while ago. And so it's been kind of fun seeing like the message boards of people saying, Hey, I think Hasbro has the Power Rangers license or when, you know, when they did confirm it, then people speculating on, uh, how, how, um, heavier are they going to go into the collector, um, end of things or what kind of which uh, rangers which series are they going to hit on first and so i don't have a whole lot of information since i am a vendor and not a employee there so i don't know you know much of their plans or anything but i you know would know if something is coming out that i worked on um so it was just kind of funny to see how excited people were that i saw a little bit of uh, before anything was really announced and you know that first white ranger was shown off
0: did you have a hand in the white ranger or which ones did you that you can talk about did you have a
1: hand? oh yeah so i sculpted the white ranger um i didn't do the the tommy head or the sword but the entire figure uh i sculpted so um you know we were really trying to nail down like the proportions of of like how realistic uh naturalistic we wanted it to be versus you know, ideally exaggerated for an artistic sense. <clears throat> and uh, and that one was, was pretty cool to work on because we were really pushing the articulation, you know, making sure the, the butterfly hinge joints had a lot of range of motion and the um, the torso articulation was useful as well. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, that was the, the first one, I think, that they showed. And I got to do that one, so... I'm um, pretty happy about how that one turned out. Actually, that's the only one I have actually right now.
0: So out of all of them, that's the only one you personally have in your collection?
1: Yeah. Um, I haven't been able to track down the, uh, Psycho Ranger. I don't know if it's actually out yet. I think, well, it's kind of hard to say, right? Cause sometimes people get them like early from, from overseas, but it's not officially out or whatever, but I have not seen those yet. So, uh, so yeah, far, from,
0: yeah. the only one from I, know, I know, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, from what I know in the states, uh, I think the Psycho Rangers are scheduled to come out probably next. I think it was next month or something like that. From from what the pre-orders say, I mean that that always changes. I'm still right. waiting on some of my orders. So right. So and then you also had a uh, you have a hand in the um, Marvel Legends. Yeah,
1: um, I've actually not gotten to do a whole lot of them uh i the the most involved one i i was able to do was the corvus Glaive from the avengers movies um aside from that like the marvel legends figures the comic ones are a lot of reused parts so um like there was the the baron zemo one recently the citizen v one um but you know so even though i sculpted it it's it's just the head and the the hands and the or not I don't even know if it's the hand, but it's the head, the sword, the cape, the accessories basically on top of the existing body. So these rangers oh I also did the the Red Ranger. The as the San Diego Red Ranger and uh, all the weapons that came with that. So
0: Oh okay. That's actually one of my favorite pieces. So
1: Oh okay, yeah. So so that's <laughs> actually a, a completely different sculpt than the White Ranger. They don't share any body parts. So um I've I've gotten to do more, you know, lightning collection full figures in the brief time that the line has existed than I have Marvel Legends stuff. So um <clears throat> yeah, so it's kind of like I like I said, the nature of, you know, taking whatever drops happen to come to you.
0: I totally get that. It's like uh so out of everything that you've done, what are your favorite pieces?
1: Um <clears throat> I would probably say the I I really like, so probably in recent memory, the the Power Rangers figures for sure, and also the Overwatch figures, because uh, those were also uh, kind of new territory in terms of, um, you know, toy manifestations, especially from Hasbro, so uh, I got to be in on the first waves of the Overwatch stuff too, uh, as well as the Power Rangers ones, so um, yeah, I kind of like the aspect of like figuring out how the things are going to work uh, with the articulation and the functionality, as well as the sculpt, uh, because we got to do that to a larger degree than usual um, <clears throat> with these with these new lines that we're starting up.
0: Yeah, I, com- I completely forgot about the Overwatch. I've been looking at those figures. Like, every time I go to the store, I see them, and I'm like, I want to buy them, but that's a, that's another rabbit hole I'm going to end up going down, and I'm just going to... Yeah. Do, do you play the game? Life. Oh, yeah, I love the game.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think those have... You know, for... I, I expected the Power Rangers and the Overwatch stuff to feel uh, pretty much exactly like Marvel Legends in, in hand. Um, but they, they do have a little bit of different, I guess, materials or something because they don't feel quite the same, at least to me. Um, so that was a little bit surprising, but yeah, I think, uh, I think part of that is just because each one is such a different thing that they, um, even the way they make them is a separate process. So, yeah, I, yeah.
0: I've heard, I've heard that like some people um I keep a lot of my uh light or actually all of my lightning collection in the box and just display them like that but I've heard oh. that about that that they they have a different feel to them.
1: Yeah. Oh okay okay. Wait Corvus you don't open the toys?
0: No I do I do have some I have uh I have boxes and, or not boxes but I have shelves and shelves of opened ones. Oh. So okay. they, like, but I'm just a huge fan of like those boxes for the lightning collection look really nice. They do. So. Yeah. So I decided I was like, that's um, you know, they're visible, so I I'm okay like that. But I did hear that Hasbro and you may not know anything about this, but Hasbro's saying that they're going to get rid of plastic in their packaging. So I'm kind of concerned about how that's going to affect like the window, you know, so you can see the figures.
1: Oh, right, right. <clears throat> yeah, I did read that. Um I obviously have no inside information, but I too am pretty curious as to how that will work with Uh, being able to see whatever the heck it is you're trying to buy um, before you open it. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, like, they know what they're doing in terms of these big moves. So I'm sure whatever they do, it won't just be like, hey, here's a closed box. Uh, Good luck, you know, rolling the dice on whatever you get. So uh, (laughs) I think they'll have a pretty good solution. I have no idea what it is, but uh, they do definitely put a lot of... uh, Emphasis on you know research and development in terms of their packaging and uh, materials in that sense for sure.
0: Yeah, and uh, like if if something happens to where we can't, I can't see the figure anymore, I'll probably just for my own sanity, I'll I'll end up opening all of them and just putting them in a nice display or something. And I'm gonna keep the boxes of course, but yeah. Yeah. So um, so talking about your favorite ones, what? is maybe maybe not least favorite but what's one that may have been a little bit more challenging than the rest
1: um yeah in terms of what power ranger figures or in general any of them any of them uh okay let me see <clears throat> um i will have to say that working on star wars stuff is probably the most uh nitpicky in terms of receiving feedback from um, the licensors or or you know the designers at Hasbro, or a combination of those two things, just because uh, there's so many things that are that are like <clears throat> so specific to the the look of the characters in the movies. Uh, like I don't even know you know half of the stuff that uh, the the like diehard people know about, but I think it's a little bit different kind of minutia that, like, my boss has told me before, like, he's worked on Star Wars for for decades that that he just knows, like, the intimate details of the difference between, you know, Chewbacca's suit in in A New Hope versus Empire Strikes Back, or um, <clears throat> you know, where the dents are specifically on supposed to be on the, like, back of Boba Fett's helmet or something like that. So, when we're, we're working on that stuff, it can get a little bit frustrating just in terms of the tediousness of doing that. So one example was um, the, like there's this Titan, Titan hero series. There's, you know, there are kind of cheaper uh, ones in those tall boxes. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's like a Yoda for that one. And uh, I don't know what it was about this Yoda, but it, the process for making it, um, there was just like so much more back and forth, than I'm usually expecting for something like that. So, you know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't like unpleasant to work on. It was just uh, a lot more work than I expected for something like
0: that. Yeah. And, and I'm actually looking at it now and I'm, I'm looking at the picture of that Yoda. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, no, I can believe that, like, um, Star Wars fans are some of the most diehard, like... Like, I refuse to get into conversations with people about Star Wars, because I know that I'll mess something up, and I'll probably get torn apart.
1: Oh, so. yeah. That's probably a good policy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see.
0: So, is there any other projects you're working on that you can talk about? Anything? Like, what... Uh, Anything at all?
1: Um, in terms of Hasbro stuff, or... Just any, anything that you're uh, currently working on. Um, so, okay, well, I will say that uh, there, there's, there are, are other things from Power Rangers that I have been doing that I can't talk about yet, but I think people will be pretty excited to see what those are. Uh, that's pretty vague and unhelpful, I realize. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, when I, as a fan, I am always glad to hear that things that i care about are are in fact being developed so just wanted to put that out there that i think there are some pretty cool things in the works for power rangers um as far as stuff i can talk about uh i can't really say much about the license things but um if i could talk a little bit about my uh, miniatures for a second um part of the reason i started making those is because I, you know, do want to be able to talk about the things I'm doing and have ownership of those. So, um, so I've been designing, sculpting, and uh, producing these miniature, like Dungeons and Dragons, Warhammer kind of things. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm pretty proud of that. I just kind of launched it recently, and um, haven't been able to. Uh, promote it as heavily as i think i can do a, a good job of but uh yeah i just think that i i'm glad to be able to uh you know use the skills i learned from hasbro and put it towards something that's sort of my own creation now having them produced in the usa so uh pretty proud of that as well
0: and um so just like a one a couple more questions um is this all you do or how do you you know you know keep your sanity like it's funny because i do this podcast but Mm -hmm. i'm also a a professional wrestler and in in between all that i just i just play video games because that's literally my only time that i can just chill out and do basically nothing so what do you do in your like spare time if you have any
1: um i would have more spare time if i didn't coach uh collegiate wrestling or scholastic wrestling so um, not the kind of you, that you do, but uh, for the past, you know, five or six years, I've been um, a, an assistant coach or head coach of my high school's wrestling team. This year, I've stepped away from that just because I need to focus more on my work stuff. Uh, but I'm still helping out with some youth and middle school programs. So uh, that takes a lot of my time, also, and um, it's something that I'm pretty passionate about as well. Uh, that definitely. The combination of doing that and also working on my own stuff and also uh of course making a living with my client work does not leave a whole lot of extra time but uh yeah so you know i haven't been able to like play video games or uh like watch movies and that kind of thing as much as i used to be able to do in school which is kind of funny to think about but um you know, growing up, you get more responsibilities, I guess, ever increasing. So it uh, seems like that's just the way these things go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so final question. If there's anything that you like, any toy line, anything that you could be a part of and you want to help, you know, what's your dream job to help uh, to create?
1: Hmm. <clears throat> OK, well. I will say that. Uh, a goal of mine was to make my own stuff. And so since I'm already kind of doing that, I, I you know, would like to be able to do that and prioritize it more and uh, have it be more of a, an actual uh, <clears throat> thing to focus on. Then currently, I have it sort of just as a side thing. But to answer the uh, <clears throat> meaning of your question, I guess, I would like to work on Zoids. Do you know what Zoids are?
0: Oh, man. Oh, I love Zoids. I miss I them love so Zoids. much.
1: I think that they are such a cool uh, combination of just, you know, building model kits and also you get the payoff of uh, seeing them move. And just, I think the designs lend themselves to more just fun and, and, uh, just, like, variety and um, you know, Gundam and that kind of... Like, I love Gundam kits, but, like, having everybody shaped like a person kind of limits the amount of different designs and things you can have. So I love the animal part of Zoids and, you know, being able to see how, like, one motor with the same gearbox can, uh, can animate, like, a billion different types of animals.
0: Yeah, no, I used to have, um... I had the shark. I had the wolf. I had everybody except Liger Zero, which is the one I always wanted. But for some reason, I never came across them. Yeah. yeah. That would be awesome, though. I would... Oh, man, I'd be all over some New Zoids figures. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would love to do that. I mean, I would
1: love to work on that kind of thing. So, um, there's actually... Well, there's a New Zoids show in Japan. And uh, there there's some been some indication that Hasbro is... Again, gonna port them over or something like that, but nothing concrete yet. But if it does happen and I do get to work on it, that would be the coolest thing ever for me.
0: Yeah, that'd be would be cool, man. So, um, where can everybody check out your work? You know, anything you want to plug before we go?
1: Uh, no, I mean just the stuff that I was talking about before. My my Hasbro stuff. I can't say anything about until you know they. Um, show it so i'm sure people who are interested in that kind of thing already know where to see the power rangers news and the marvel legends news and that kind of thing for my personal stuff um you can follow me on twitter or instagram at always bumping and any any uh miniatures or dungeons and dragons fans looking for new models can see the uh new stuff i'm producing at uh, mount lion minis
0: Awesome. And I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna post the links to all that in the episode description. So everybody can check that out. Because I I'm a fan, so I love it. And your your work is awesome. I'm sure more people realize love your work. So
1: hey, thank you uh, for having me on. It's been you know great being able to um you know, one thing about working remotely is I don't really get to see what happens when the toys are actually released. So, you know, talking to you, someone who actually cares a lot about the toys, it's, it's pretty cool, you know, hearing about what things mean to people and all that. So, thank you.
0: Thank you. So, once again, everybody. This was it was Dennis. And I don't I love this interview. So, thank you so much, man. <laughs> hey, thank you. Take it easy. <laughs> you too so thank you once again to dennis for coming on and giving so much of his time today so uh i'm super excited you know um i knew that he was the sculptor for the lightning collection but he went into detail about a couple other things like overwatch and stuff and i'm just excited to see what the future holds he sounds excited hopefully we can get him on you know at another time to talk about more of his projects just remember to uh, follow him on all of his social media and i linked it in the episode description so what are we doing now well we are 3 days away from more phenomenal expo and once again i'm it's been a you know it's been a busy couple of uh, weeks with uh, in the wrestling world for me and stuff but all that's put on hold for these next couple of days as I move forward and Joey moves forward. We all move forward towards more phenomenal expo year three, their biggest year so far. And the amount of uh, guests and the, the quality of guests is freaking amazing. So let's see if y'all can give me three seconds. Cause I'm not going to edit this out. I'm going to get my phone and I'm going to name off all the guests. So I do not mess this up. Where's my phone? Where's my phone? Hush. Oh, okay, so I may have lied a little. I had to edit it. It actually took a whole hell of a lot longer to, um, <laughs> to find my phone, which I didn't think was going to happen. But it did. So, okay. So two of the guests that are going to be there already is going to be... RPM Blue and RPM Gold, which is Ari Boyland and um, Mike Ginn. Gin, Ginn? Gin? I'm sorry, man. Um, that's awesome. I've never met any of the RPM Rangers. I'm beyond ecstatic to meet them. And, of course, we're going to have the um, Purple Dino Charge, Claire Blackwelder, as well as Melody Perkins, you know, Astronoma, the uh, pink Lost Galaxy. Lost Galaxy? Yeah. Before I, someone kills me. As well as uh, Philip Andrew and Jessica Ray, which you may know from Wild Force. And, of course, we're going to have returning guest Brennan Mejia, also a friend of the podcast. Awesome dude. As well as, and this is going to be, this is a couple of Red Rangers, which is pretty cool. We have William Schufelt who is the uh, Ninja Steel Red. And that's awesome for people, like, a lot of the conventions you go to, and I'm not just talking Power Ranger Convention, I'm talking about any of them. They usually bring in a lot of the uh, Mighty Morphin cast, and that's awesome. You know, I love them all, but it's cool to see people from recent seasons, and you know, the kids see them and they, they recognize those actors. Like, if I could have met a lot of my favorite actors when I was their age, that would have been amazing. So it's a really cool opportunity. So let's keep going down the list. Who am I missing? Maybe missing one more? Am I? Give me a second. Give me a second. Work with me here. Work with me here. Where is it? Oh my god. I am not prepared for this. Oh, I'm going to mess it up. Okay, here we go. SPD Red, Brandon J. McLaren, is going to be there as well, and that's pretty cool, because that's, um, I'm sure it's not his first time, I'm just an idiot, but it's the first time that I've seen him, so I'm excited, and it's free, like, well, you know, parking's free, entry's free, the, uh, prices for the selfies and the autographs is super reasonable, there's going to be a crap ton of vendors with awesome stuff, um, so come out, It's going to be September 14th and 15th, Wonderland of Americas in San Antonio, Texas. I'm going to be there. The 541 Podcast is going to be there with our own panel. It's going to be a fun weekend. I can't freaking wait. I'm throwing stuff around. I need to stop throwing stuff around. Yes, we'll be there. So with that, once again... Want to give a thanks to uh, Dennis Chan. Make sure to check him out on social media. And what else do we got before we leave? Anything? Oh, if anyone shows up to More Phenomenal Expo and plays me at Battle for the Grid, I swear to you, I will wreck you. I will ruin your day. Don't test me. Yeah. I guess with that, all I gotta say is later.